0: All you have to do is call two 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 twenty two twenty two.
2: Now
1: it's the Brown and Crouppen Morning
2: After on KPNT HD two, Collinsville, St. Louis.
3: Just
4: look at that. There's a little
3: similarity.
5: Uh, Welcome back. This program is called The Morning After. It's unbelievable. It really is. It really, really is. And it's presented by Brown and still on the
3: air? Yeah, it it, it is
5: pretty surprising. mm,
3: That it has any kind of audience at all?
5: Uh, Make a little ultra-sponsor of the studio's 2.6 grams of carbohydrates, 95 calories. And uh, settle in and enjoy a few this holiday season. Doug, it's holiday time. What are you looking forward to this holiday season? I would imagine meeting your new grandson. Yeah. yeah. You get to meet him today.
1: That's today. That's awesome. What a great thing. God bless America. When I talked to you, I thought it was going to be after the holidays. Was that the expectation was post-Christmas? Did they anticipate being able to, I guess, have a little Christmas with the the little one? The due
3: date was Monday. And the baby was born Tuesday. So that's that pretty good on the Oscars part to pick it by a
1: day. That's really months good. Months out. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's about How do you daughter. do Christmas with a three-day-old or a five-day-old?
3: Well, I won't have to. <laughs> Isn't that nice? <laughs> I've done that three times and won't have to do it again.
4: You think about last Christmas. I just thought about this last night. Christmas is going to be close to 60 Mm-hmm. Remember last Christmas, the windshield was like 32 below. That was the one time last year where yeah. it was brutally cold. Like a mm-hmm. 92 degree difference in temperature from a year ago.
3: I read where, a barring major collapse, 2023 is going to go down as the warmest year on record. Yeah, in, and, and locally or is this lo- locally?
1: I was thinking about my.
3: Well, I think globally. I think it wasn't just St. Louis. I think it's globally.
1: My ch- like thinking about my childhood Christmases. You know, when I got a basketball hoop and it was outside, or like a bike. It was always snowy and always freezing cold, Mm -hmm. kind of perfect. I'm not a big, you know, greenhouse gases, you know, that sort of thing. But it is weird to have it be 60 and not snowy.
3: And I I think I heard last night on the news, well, I'm pretty sure. I know I heard it. (laughs) He said that this is the latest that we've ever gone without having to snow. Is that right? We're going to have the latest snow in St. Louis anyway. We haven't had even a
0: hint of snow. Right.
3: But, but if you get all worked up about global warming, all you got to do, again, is remember what happened last year.
1: Mm-hmm. It was horribly cold. I remember when I first started in radio, the man the woman was going on. And I remember when I got fired. It was They made me, like, I came in and did all, like, the pre-production work for the mm-hmm. shows, and then they fired me. Smart That's play nice. on their part.
5: Yeah. But I remember... Well, they were they were very savvy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that one time, I actually give them credit. Um, but I remember just having a couple of the worst winners there in, like... 14 15 i just yeah. remember it being you know almost a foot of snow wasn't able to like really get to the station yeah you don't see that as much anymore maybe in january february we'll get a little bit but yeah. i kind of miss we it we could
3: still get it i
1: th- i think
3: it's just fabulous i know you I do. <laughs> it's great what's not to like about 50 or 60 degrees but i've th- been playing golf
1: the entire fall Christmas should have snow. I'm not saying beforehand or afterwards. I think every Christmas have a little dusting, two inches, three inches, just to have it coated over the streets Mm. and you got it on the trees. I don't want feet, and I don't want it for months at a time, but just that one day, I'd like that.
3: Well, I guess if you take the average of what we have this year and what we had last year, you'd come out with about normal. There was plenty
5: of snow on Skanksgiving, if you knew where to look. Know what I'm saying? That's from Mr. Big Cream.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I get oh, the drift. Um, but also, there was snow in my hometown on Thanksgiving. So was, yeah, just three hours away. Nice little dusting. Yeah.
5: It takes 30 to 45 minutes around a baby to remind me why I quit after two kids. It's from <laughs> Beer Cats. Yeah. He's the father of little Beer Cats. It's Doug. work.
3: It's work for sure. There's a reason why you're supposed to have your kids when you're in your 20s and early 30s. Otherwise, you you wouldn't have the energy to keep up. You see some of these old pictures from 100 years ago where they got 15 kids? God almighty. Mom looks like she's 60 years old. She's probably 35. <laughs> yeah, I am telling Just, you. What is the deal with that? Well, they didn't have birth control. For no, no, starters. no.
5: I, 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 yeah, the, 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 the large family thing, so that's a separate conversation. But I'm talking about, like, you'll see pictures. And some of this stuff, can, I can see videos or pictures from the 1980s. And I'll be, look at that mf'er, And it's like he's 45. And I'm like, I thought he was 70. I wonder what the hell the deal
2: was. <laughs> and it's even worse the farther back you yes, go. Yes, yeah. I think it's probably people smoked. People smoked a lot more. They yeah. drank harder. I don't think People probably weren't having anal, right? That no, 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 had nothing to do. Charcoaled it. meat left and right. Anal- Dressed, Dressed D- differently. Anal do D- gives
1: you a glow. But they didn't have, like, like the creams and the eyeliner. Like, you didn't yeah, have the beauty. <laughs> you didn't have necessarily that beautification wasn't a necessity. Certainly with seven kids living in probably, like, a shack. Yeah. Last you, ever thing, seen vid- gonna-
3: you ever seen video of some of the... Old hockey players and pictures of old Harold Snips. It, no, I'm going way back before that. I'm going on Gordy Howe, Johnny Power, that era. They, it looks like a seniors' division. <laughs> Eddie Shack.
1: Speaking yeah. of which, I saw on Twitter a screenshot of Bob Thurman uh, from the Golden State Warriors in 1970. Really good player, Thurman. I think Nate, was, Thurman. Nate Thurman. Thank you so much. He looks and he was 25 years mm-hmm. old, yeah. he looks 45. He's bald. Like, he's got, like, the, yeah. the hairlines in the middle of the hair. he got this gray and black beard. Mm-hmm. He's 25. He looks like he's 50.
3: Remember when Greg Oden came up with Ohio oh State? Oh, God. About the, right about 2000, or was it that era anyway? Later.
2: Like, oh, five. Yeah, oh, five. And, and he
3: looked yeah. really old. And Charles Barkley asked him what it was like living through World War II. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: remember watching him get the Gatorade Player of the Year Award. He was 17.
3: Yeah.
1: He looked like a father of five, mm-hmm. just retired. Like, uh, it's impressive. I
3: suppose that shouldn't be so surprising, because usually the top athletes in high school and college are going to be
1: people who matured earlier than the others. Yeah.
2: I will say, I saw Greg go last year, and he looks about the same as he did in high
1: school. So. That's the weird thing. He aged 35 years in five years, and then has not aged a bit in no. 20 years. You haven't heard much from him since he
2: showed his ween. He's the director of basketball operations for Butler University.
1: Oh, did nice he job. show his ween? Hmm. With that a thing? I, I think
4: somebody found it or <laughs> found somebody
1: it. found <laughs> it hard
4: to find him or something because there's a picture like a of him hidden, with this. someone placed locker room phone. picture of him no i think he sent it to somebody and somebody got a hold of it or something that's why that guy texted in Greg Oden's stovepipe
3: oh i remember when the uh, it was pretty big the japanese paparazzi was offering a million dollars for a naked picture of ichiro remember that when he was in do. oh yeah he did prime,
1: show
4: is it worth it being a reporter? You know, you're going to make a million, just go snap one?
1: Probably. probably worth getting bro. fired. I'd do way more than having
4: did. a million. I'll bet he never got naked in front of people.
3: Probably not, just for that reason.
4: No, just probably, he just never did.
3: Well, especially if there's a bounty on your ween. Clip it
1: off. You that <laughs> I just put it 50-50 with the reporter, get a nice shot, make sure I'm queen-shaven, mm. make sure the girth and the length is. Mm. So you can claim innocence. Yeah. yeah what was he I don't I don't know. I was sleeping. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> Doug, I uh, deep-teased this. Uh, speaking of baseball, A.J. Presinsky on uh, Foul Territory is the name of the podcast. Yeah. I think they do that every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, had this to say regarding the Cardinal offseason.
6: The, the Cardinals, already, the Cardinals made their moves already. Mark says Cardinals. So you're just you're just you're just sipping back on some eggnog as as the okay. GM. Well, they got your... Lynn, they got Sonny Gray, they got Kyle Gibson. What else are you gonna do? They got a first baseman, they got a second baseman, they got a shortstop, they got a third baseman, they got a catcher. Their outfield stacked. They traded Tyler O'Neill. I mean, if I'm John Mosaic, like, I'm sitting back there going, man, you know, unless something crazy happens in the reliever market, I'm like, oh man, I don't know that we're gonna have to make any more moves because the NL Central isn't making any moves. The Brewers probably got worse this offseason, losing Woodruff. The Cubs haven't done shit, right? Oh. I mean, the Pirates, okay, they, they signed some dudes. But you're like, if I'm John Mosellock, like I'm like, if we can just get Arenado, Goldschmidt, and the rest of these dudes to play up to their potential, we're good.
5: There it is. Plowoc, how do you feel about that sound? I, it's to play exact, that for you.
1: I think it's exactly what John Mozeliak is probably thinking. Am I correct on that?
5: I think that there's real merit to it, and I think in part because at the moment the Cubs haven't done anything, and then you look around the Central and you're just going, this is not the American League East. We can, we can just kind of win Beatty eight
1: games and... Because I thought you know, with the council thing, I thought Otani was in play for the Cubs. I, I, it just felt I, I, like a I all-in I did all as well. I still, I, I'm su-
5: if the Cubs don't do anything, I would be surprised because of exactly mm. what you said, the council thing.
3: I think but the I, Reds are a real threat. They've got a lot of good I, young I, players. I'm one with you on that. Out. I think that's the actual yeah, team. Peaching? Peaching? They got, they got bad peaching. We got bad peaching. <laughs> I guess that, yeah.
4: <laughs> Unfortunately, that's been Moselec's modus operandi for a while now. Yeah, we got enough to win the Central, but you don't have enough to go far in the playoffs. You I'm keep doing the same thing every year.
1: Million percent with Iggy, like I get in know winning the NL Central, you getting into the playoffs, but knowing that you have no chance against, you know, the Dodgers for sure. But you could probably name off the Braves, it's several other teams in the NL that you're gonna have a tough time with. So, but that's in that's in December.
3: If, yeah, yeah. If yeah. July rolls around and you're five games in front, and the trade deadline's looming, mean, you might be able to go get a piece or two that could make you better suited for the play That's true.
1: I do have a question. Do we know what the definition of stacked is? Because stacked.
3: Uh, you do not
5: agree with the definition the, uh, of stacked, uh, the stacked the for the outfield? is
1: stacked. It's been a revolving door for four, five, six years. You can go longer Dexter than Pre-Dexter Fowler, so Fowler, even. You
5: mm. can go back before Fowler. Yeah, so... Fam, I, Piscotti Gritchick, that was the answer. And I mean, that he hasn't... If they, they went fouled. with
3: newt bar Edmund and Walker in the outfield would you be happy with that I think Edmund's that's a the be- of a I think that's the,
1: the best one and it's a good outfield but it's not stacked because newt bar mm-hmm. hasn't had a full 162 game living up to a potential Walker yeah. sophomore slumps happen in baseball you just don't there's a lot of question marks so like stacked is a stretch for me but I agree with him in terms of the infield but you need relief pitching I I, I don't really know if you can be confident in your bullpen think guys that you just signed as starters are probably going to get shelled several times. Why do you hate last... Giovanni Gallegos? Well, they tr- I mean, Lynn and Gibson are, and Michaelis, to an extent, are prone to getting absolutely rocked.
3: <laughs> 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 is that a good thing? It's
5: not it good isn't,
1: thing. but you need a solid bullpen to kind of eliminate those issues yeah. or having to keep them in for six innings.
5: Guys, Mo's brilliance is how he's lowered the Cardinal fans' expectations over the years. That's from the <laughs> little Dutch boy. It's true.
1: Like the division is it like that's kind of what the fans are looking at now. It used to be a little different. Well, post not like post 2011, you kind of always felt like you were going to get a deep run.
3: We don't know what kind of limitations he's been given by the ownership now that the Bally Sports thing is kind of up in the air. He well, may- development
5: on that. Uh, I think I made reference to it briefly yesterday, but uh, in case I didn't, uh, the Wall Street Journal with a story on, uh, and this is you know i don't say it's the wall street journal like hey let's all talk about our portfolios because we will be comparing balance sheets
3: we should in the
5: nine o'clock hour Mm -hmm. but uh because the wall street journal isn't like guy on twitter looking to build a career they don't necessarily report something unless the deal is really close to being done and amazon is on the verge of investing in diamond sports which would then put the bailey's games on amazon's platform so that wouldn't be the case most likely for 2024 but in 2025 uh, bailey's would still operate it but amazon would invest it to give it the cash infusion to keep Mm. it from going into bankruptcy so uh, that is a substantial development
4: didn't they already go into bankruptcy
5: Uh, they've had issues with paying a number of teams, and they announced yesterday they will pay three teams next year.
2: Three of them. No, it's three. Jackson they, is that they, they, they won't. They won't pay three. They teams. simply will not pay the Twins, <laughs> Guardians, or the defending champions. That's, champion. that's,
3: that's rough news to get right here around the holidays. <laughs> Did they
1: reach into like a bowl and like pay pick eight the eight teams? Lottery. Like just the kind of pinballs come down. Probably or... like the ones with the worst <gasps> ratings.
5: Imagine, you know, imagine. the defending world champions. Yeah,
2: yeah. Right. it's like going to the grocery store and saying I have eleven items here, but I'm not paying for three of them, mm-hmm. and I expect to just walk out the door.
4: But can't they do that because they? They can do that because they filed bankruptcy. I thought. I mean, you can't. You can't just say we don't have the money to pay you and keep running. I love
1: this strategy. It's like every day Joe Schmo's having like four credit cards, but they only can pay two of them. It's like, okay, I got to justify it. <laughs> it's crazy. Can't even make the min payments. Mm-hmm. I got to let
2: them know. One of them is the defending World Series champions.
1: Yeah, it's it's t- it's a tough look, but I find it super funny because how hard it is to watch games and how much this has hurt. Several teams, and the Cardinals, yeah. I mean, you're looking at it. it I didn't think it a, would be a yeah, big deal, it but it is. It is. A,
5: it is a real issue. It's an issue for the team. It's an issue for fans. You know, if uh, I was listening to uh, Andrew Marchand and uh, John O'Ran's podcast this morning en route to the station, and that was one of their focal points for uh, the conversation. I would recommend listening to that podcast if you're interested in this topic. And, you know, one of the things they were saying is while – The MLS, uh, you know, may not be as prominent as the other four leagues in the United States. At this moment, you don't hear a lot of MLS fans complaining about accessing games, whereas college basketball, if you want to include that in there, uh, along with baseball fans, NBA fans, NHL fans, uh, of course, not the NFL, different situation unless you don't want to have Amazon – you you have no idea where your game's going to be or you could have the pain in the ass of the app not working and with Apple and MLS you know where the games are going to be now whether or not it has caught on that is a different conversation but in this case you would be having everything through Amazon Prime and you would be having I would imagine the technology would improve substantially in part because of the cash infusion but of course because of the the
4: technological team that would be behind one of their major investors in Amazon. I would think, and I could be wrong, but so many people shop at Amazon and they get Amazon prime basically because you get free shipping. So they probably already have Amazon prime. So that's a good place to put it because I think a majority of people in the country have it already just because they shop there.
3: If you get Amazon, Amazon prime month. to shop, do you get it? Amazon TV? Yeah. I believe so. But Amazon it would, prime is it
2: would be an additional fee. It wouldn't just be just prime. Oh. I would bet. I don't know that for sure, but I would bet.
5: Lodo King says it's not hard to watch games, Plowhawk. Pay 19 dollars a month and then use the Bally app. That's from Lodo King.
1: To watch what? Two crap products? <laughs> I'm losing. <good>. <laughs> <and partners. laughs> I mean, I... <laughs> nah. Wouldn't one of these other teams... <laughs> I don't know that oh, answer it. <laughs> wouldn't the Rangers
4: these other teams that got screwed last year say, Hey, you didn't pay us last year. How about how about not paying the Cardinals this year and give us some money? You can't I keep stiffing us every year and paying these other teams
1: to the Mister Lixes and the finance guys and the banking industry, like the people. That, I need to understand how a business can still operate while filing for bankruptcy and also willingly informing teams they're just flat not paying them. I, I need I actually need to know how that's legal.
3: Well, how is it legal laws. that a,
1: a business who has no money? Is it in charge of billions of dollars in TV, right? Like they, and they're just not paying it? Yeah. I don't get it. How did the Major League Baseball not step in and go, okay, this is a complete breach of whatever contract you signed with these teams. You guys have no money. We're taking over. I, I, I don't understand how you can get in bed with this company, and the company can still do this to teams. They have no money. How went the company afloat and running?
3: I don't know much about bankruptcy law, but uh, but I think you can file for protection from your creditors. That's correct. How uh, any personal uh, person could do that too, and you don't have to pay it all back. You pay. You negotiate and they've the missed pay interest a payments worth
1: fifty million dollars.
3: Well, I know it doesn't seem fair, but that's the law. People do it all. The t- businesses do it all the
1: time. Yeah, broke Joe Schmo that lose absolutely everything when they have no money, and you have a billion dollar company just to get to play baseball, and play like being a big executive when have them. I just do not get how it's possible. Why would or Amazon? You're three throw, of
4: this. Why would you throw three billion and say yeah, and you keep running it? They've done such a great job so far. Why would you let them run it? You're putting three billion into when yeah. you think we'll take it over?
3: Well, they probably don't want to handle all the logistics of actually televising a game. You keep you keep your cameraman, your directors, your producers, all the people that actually get it on the air and, and will own the product.
5: Warson yeah. Woods-Wacko says you can operate under Chapter 11 and reorganize your debts with the goal to resume operations.
1: Yeah. I, I just don't – I don't know. I, I'm dumb and poor, so like I get like I'm not in this like tax bracket where these guys are. But it makes no sense to me. Well, I'm, I'm out of money, I can't operate you know, billion dollar businesses and say I'm just not gonna pay them and they go, Okay, well I'm still gonna put my product on your I it just if you're a this person, isn't real life to me. If
3: you're a private person who gets in over your head with credit card debt or something and you just can't pay it back, you can file bankruptcy and you won't have to pay it back. It doesn't seem fair, but that's those are the laws. But at
1: the same time, you can open up more credit cards and you can continue still, to use those new credit cards without paying them again. If I don't that, know about that. That's, what they're doing. that. that's what they're doing right now. What, what you can continue to do. Is getting into more debt when they can't pay back their original debt.
3: I don't think you could get another credit card, but you could continue to work and make money. You could do that.
5: Diamond has money. They just don't have enough money to pay all their obligations, and that's where bankruptcy comes into play. You have to set up a plan to pay certain debts, not all of the debts. You can do the same thing as an individual. That's from a bankruptcy attorney.
3: Okay. Well, he should know.
4: Can you imagine if, they, if that article would have said they've said they're not paying three teams this year, and they said we're not paying the Cardinals this year?
3: I love how within the a list day you'd have
4: Googling. Nolan Aronado has been <laughs> traded for three prospects. Goldschmidt. Has you don't been think that's traded. a bankruptcy attorney?
1: No, these dudes are just Googling things and go, oh, you, you're idiots. You guys are idiots. You don't know business. It's like, dude, like I'm not looking it up on my own computer. My, yeah. I was just asking a question. I said mm-hmm. I was dumb and poor. Like, you don't have to reiterate that fact in your text. Oh. I was just simply asking how this company can operate without having any money mm-hmm. and tell teams, hey, put our product on our service, but we're not paying you. It makes zero sense, and if you think it does, then you're just uh, – I, I don't. I don't know what to say. I just. I'm so confused. That's all I was saying. I didn't say I knew anything about this. I wanted to know more about
3: it. I would imagine they're going to stop paying the teams that aren't bringing in much money, and teams like the Cardinals that continue to bring in a lot of money for them, they will continue to pay. But as we profitable. made
5: reference to, there was a Sports Business Journal, excuse me, St. Louis Business Journal article. I think it was last week, regarding how much money uh, Bally's locally lost, and it had even if the Cardinals are losing yes. money. Yeah. Uh, well, so
3: then, probably losing less than they are with the other two.
5: That I would agree with. Uh,
3: it seems like we're just a few years away from Amazon, Apple, and Meta <laughs> owning virtually all of the media in this country.
5: I would agree with that, actually. I, I see it trending that way.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, yeah, I, I, they're I, close now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, got really the, they they got social the...
3: media surrounded. Elon Musk got in there a little bit.
5: Jackson, but... isn't uh, Amazon going to be in the bidding for the NBA's
3: rights, right?
7: Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean, mean, there's obviously such a huge shuffle right now with NBA, NHL, and MLB. So tech giants, the guys who can pretty much have a bottomless bank account, are obviously going to be the ones who are going to be the leaders in the clubhouse for that.
3: Yeah.
2: Amazon acquired uh, MGM Studios a couple years ago. (laughs) They're just going to own everything. Yeah. I mean, uh, Disney owns ESPN and uh, 20th Century Fox, they bought them. So Disney, Apple, Amazon like you said, Doug, they're not uh, big players. they all by BlackRock. Yeah. Plowboy, the whole reason
5: Amazon is considering the capital infusion in a diamond is because they can get in the market on the cheap. Stressed or undercapitalized businesses are the best opportunities. It's capitalism at its finest. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. He who had the gold makes the rules. That's from the Warson Woods Waco. Huh.
1: But I do, I do understand why Amazon wants it. You buy low, and you, I mean, you get yeah. you know, baseball rights. So I, I, I get why Amazon. I just don't get how Major League Baseball can allow their product to be on a a service where they don't pay. You know, where that service doesn't pay the teams. I don't know. Just, I'm sure they're, they're all that's
3: scrambling weird. right now, probably working all day long to try to figure out what to do. And they'll get it. It's difficult right now. These are the rocky times. Mm-hmm. But the games will still be on somewhere. You know, they they always have been. They oh, yeah. they will continue to be.
4: Even if they didn't file for bankruptcy, their app is crap. Oh, I like that. Their app is crap.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fix that. This is Bally's you're talking
4: yeah. about.
3: Yeah. So you're not a fan of their app? <laughs>
4: No, I tried watching it once, and it just buffered and buffered, and it was all shaky. I said, I'm not watching this. How is your
1: Wi-Fi signal, guy?
4: <laughs> it's good.
1: I'm telling you, my Bailey's app does not work. Uh, hasn't. You know, it's frustrating. That's why I know so much about Cardinals and Blues. Mm.
5: Uh, Orson was wacko, active. Plowboy, wealth is not created through a W-2. Think about that, Doug. That's yeah. the Orson was wacko. Yeah,
4: probably
5: true. Mine is. K-1 season. What's that, Iggy? Mine is. Most well, of my wealth is reports. from
1: my i we talking about real wealth. We're talking, yeah. about We're talking about wealth. People that are wealthy. money and a debit If you card. sell
5: that Lady Gaga autograph for $400, I don't think that's going to be a W-2. I, I, I
4: may, yeah, it may just never come in.
3: Unless you have a really special job, it's, it's hard to work enough hours to become really wealthy. You know, if you're a big-time surgeon or professional athlete, entertainer, maybe. Business owner, highly successful business, maybe. One-hour midday show host. It's pretty hard. To, it's just a salaried employee. To make enough money to be truly wealthy.
4: Yeah, I mean, HD2 is the way to go, but.
3: <laughs> yeah, we've stumbled <laughs> on,
4: we're on the right path. I just didn't negotiate well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: Hey, guys, the fact that Plowstone is asking Licks for finance talk makes me gag. That's from Flacky. Plow, you asked for Mr. Licks to give you. I
1: asked anybody in the finance realm that could answer kind of that bankruptcy well, that Licks out. conundrum. Well, I did. he's playing the character. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> anybody with any sort of insight. I mean, that was all.
4: He had a big night last night. I mean, gave out three towels and sprayed some cologne on four guys. He made about eight bucks. That's what mm. Mr. Lix did last night.
1: And all for rape eight rape bucks.
4: Hey, guys, what do you consider wealthy? Thanks. That's from Jackson's
5: Lone Wispy pew. Used
3: to be if you had a million dollars, you were considered rich. And now I think it's about $10 000, 000. You're considered rich. Yeah, I would
5: agree. That's the number I would say.
3: Yeah. I heard somebody say once that the salary is the drug that kills dreams. God, I like that. Yeah. If, uh, if you want to risk it and be a business owner and put everything on the line without a salary, you got a chance to make a lot of money. You might lose it, but you got a chance yeah. to make big money. But if you're content with the salary to have a guaranteed paycheck come in, it's probably not going to be your dream job. That was the but theme, theme of
5: QFTA a, yesterday. A guy who's yeah. an attorney, I gathered, said he had an opportunity to do something... He gave a PSA, don't go to law school, which was interesting mm. and was asking about starting up a business and so on and so forth. And uh I can't recall where I read it or if somebody told me it don't get addicted to carbohydrates and guaranteed paychecks.
1: Yeah. Well yeah, that's that's good advice.
3: Well
4: if I sell the Gaga book, I'll consider myself wealthy. There you
3: go, Doug. Just to get forty bucks or four hundred.
4: Yeah, four hundred. Four
3: hundred would make you wealthy?
4: Where I'm sitting, yeah. Stephen Wildwood
5: is now selling the picture of you with the guitar for $400. The
1: Wano guitar? The I don't
4: know. I... It's the thing in front of the fountain. Is that the one I signed to him?
3: Could you make that into a non-fungible <laughs> token?
4: Uh, you could probably You're sell
3: imagine.
4: it, uh, Steve, since I signed it.
3: What do you think it'd be worth? Whatever somebody's willing to pay. him. But your autograph, <laughs> compared to some of the other megastars in the business... It's got to be right up there. I give mine out for free. If they want
1: to
4: sell it, that's up to them.
1: I think Iggy should have, like, trading cards, and some of them have, like, jersey patches of, like, one of his sweaters. Or, like, Oh. you know what I mean? Just, like, an official, like, like, that Mm -hmm. salmon patch.
5: I would like my own bobblehead. Ah, uh, Jackson's lone wispy pube is back, Doug. He's talking money. That's a, This is a this is a fine. This is CNBC. Okay. I'm surprised right. we're not on CNBC. We should actually. be probably will I be am.
3: after today.
5: What do you guys consider wealthy? Is it salary or net worth at retirement? Those are big differences. Well, you didn't ask that question, already. He said, "What do you consider wealthy?" And I would say, when I'm talking, I'm talking a net worth of ten million.
3: Yeah.
5: Salary? I don't I mean salaries are nice and everything, but if you want to build. Wealth, it's yeah. like you said. Usually. Being a millionaire
3: used to be a really rare and big thing, but now there's a.
5: Going back to when, when do you think lot that? Of people uh, out
3: there that have, have that. When do you think stuff?
5: that changed? I agree with you on it, but when do you when oh. approximately? Uh,
3: but but. Two, nine, 1990s yeah. Maybe.
5: Ten million maybe is now that. your uh, play. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, yeah, that's what I've heard, and I, I guess that's kind of what I. That's why you really don't have to. I don't know if that's fu money at ten million. Might be. You don't need anybody at $10 million. You don't need anybody or anything else.
5: I'll pay Steven Wildwood $800 for the picture of Iggy and the guitar. I'll pay Iggy $8 for the same picture. That's from the Warsaw Woods Wacko. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like a negotiation is underway. This is a money show.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: Licks it's only funny. knows about credit card interest. That stuff really racks up quick <laughs> when you're only making the minimum oh, payment. Yeah. Yeah, Shouldn't have lived above his means getting that espresso machine. Doug, that's from Carlos Spicy Wiener, and someday, I think, he's going into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm.
3: That's the
1: worst thing you could have is credit card debt. I agree. I'm in it now, crusher. and it's a, yeah, it is a battle. Not a lot of it, but any even a little bit seems like a lot.
7: So it, it all
1: seems on
3: that. it all seems free. You go in with a credit card. Oh yeah, eighty bucks. Your sure. here's my card.
5: Uh you don't feel it, mud puppy, Doug. Now people are sending us their money, their net
1: worth. Okay, I I don't even care about these people anymore. Oh, I'd like to hear it. I'm actually over uh, mud
5: puppy's Twenty-eight. He's making three hundred thousand a year. Nice yes. job, yeah uh, he has two hundred thousand in retirement, four hundred thousand dollar house and five hundred
4: thousand in student loans. Am I wealthy
1: mm. We should take some of that retirement uh, and pay that loan I mean, I'd say
3: not yet, but he's gonna he's gonna be
4: with five hundred thousand in student loans yeah,
1: if you're not paying any of those off Doug and those are interest accruing you are in for a long if, journey even with the three hundred thousand dollar salary
3: if he has that much. He's probably a doctor or a lawyer, and he's got a
1: potential to make a ton of money. Yeah, and
4: text in his mud puppy. I'm sure that's his profession.
1: Well, he's not going to text in his government. Have you watched him videos with what's his? I know his last name's Ramsey.
4: Dave Ramsey.
5: Absolutely. That's what I feel like this show is becoming right now.
1: But you, he had these same situation come on. If you have that much student loan debt, it doesn't matter what people call in
5: to get cucked by Dave Ramsey, dude. He cucks them pe- hard, too.
1: There are people that are like, yeah, I'm $800,000 in debt. Should I file for bank? Like his facial expression, because obviously he my $800,000? Oh, they're, guys, they're people with a million. In, in student debt? No, no, overall debt. <laughs> 300000 in credit card, You know, 400000 in student loan. Well, and I, I suppose up if you, if
3: you owe 400000 on your house still, you'd be 400000 in debt, right?
1: I don't know. if they, I think they add what's left on their home. I, I, that's how they do the calculation. What's uh, that's left to what pay mean, on yeah. your home,
4: yeah. He needs to get on Facebook Marketplace, start know. selling some stuff. That I is know this. one of the
1: options.
3: I know this for sure. There's a ton of people out there making a lot of money. When you see the housing, the housing prices, some of the young people moving into these houses, there's people out there making a boatload of money. They don't do this, but they're out there making a lot of whoa, money. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's a
1: lot of people, though, I think more, that are under that. Oh, 60,000 plateau. And kind of where yeah. you want to be or need to be really right now at this point yeah. in time is about seventy, seventy five.
3: The median's still like fifty. But I'm saying there's mm-hmm. a there's a lot of people out there making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Just hey, a lot of them. Hey, guys,
5: oh. I don't want this doctor earning two three $300,000 operating on me. Thanks. That's from Big Tufts. Now he's wealth shaming the guy making 300000 Did the guy say he was a doctor?
3: No, we just assumed No, we just, no, we're to it. just it assuming it. with oh, that. Connected I the dots between no. the debt that he still owes on the Excuse student Excuse me. I debt like to set up, up an
4: appointment making. today with Dr. Mud Puppy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Dr. Puppy is in a another surgery. Yeah. With uh, Orson laps-
5: Woods Wacko says wealthy is when you can tell anybody you want to F off because you have created your own self-reliance both financially and spiritually. That's mm. from the Orson Woods Wacko. Yeah. How about that? This guy's preaching it, eh, hey, Doug? That's about $10 million.
1: But I don't know if these people realize the art form it takes to live poor. And so when some of these guys that they have a lot of money and they immediately lose it all, whether it be bad investment, they don't know how to live. People like me. You know, we come from the slums. Yeah. You know, <laughs> School of <laughs> hard knocks. <laughs> School of hard knocks. That's street smart, Doug, that is mm-hmm. not teachable.
3: But uh, you wouldn't live that way if you had a choice.
1: Absolutely not, Doug. I can put, and I'm kind of exaggerating. But people yeah. who do live the grind to grind, paycheck to paycheck, That's, they, most they of have, that's an art. For, that really is an art form in the day and age yeah. of inflation and how things are. I
3: think, I think the majority of people live paycheck to paycheck or about mm-hmm. two paychecks removed from being in real trouble. Say that's more accurate, yeah.
5: Uh Warren wacko has just sent in his balance sheet. Doug, we said we were okay, going to do good. that for the the show finale. Yeah. Assets he says he has $1,000 in cash. That's about what you want. Huh. Uh, house $900,000, business $5 million, liabilities, wife listed as infinite liability. <laughs>
3: oh. That's a that's a nice house he's in, 900 grand. What were some of the other things?
5: Uh, the business is 5 million, cash is 1,000, and then the liability on the balance sheet, wife, and that's listed
1: as infinite. Yeah, he's a little cash poor.
3: You're supposed to have enough cash on hand to to get you through, like, six months of expenses, I think, should you lose your job.
1: See, I like Wacko. He's good. He's set.
3: Good guy. (laughs) Well, that's the idea. That's the goal. I'm in big trouble. How long could you get by without a paycheck? week. And then what would you do?
4: See me on the corner with the homeless (laughs) people asking for handouts.
3: you have a family member you could move
5: in with?
2: Start selling
3: ass who's selling ass.
4: Probably could, yeah. Sell ass.
5: Guys, ass. Wacko's house is in Afton, though. That's from Mr. Siders. I don't believe so.
3: I think it's in Warson Woods.
5: I
1: yeah. Mean, that's, hence the name. A lot of $900,000 houses
3: in Warson Woods. That's for
7: sure. There's
1: some in Afton now. Remember, we talked about that, mm-hmm. and we're super shocked about the netting from Tower T was in somebody's backyard of an $850,000 house. Yeah. Those that's big wild. houses. You know. They're
3: not enormous houses, but they're nice. Really nice. Mm-hmm. Good morning. I work 15 hours a week. Why don't I make
4: more money? That's from Mr. Big Cream. <laughs>
3: Well, you're probably gonna have
1: to dig a little deeper.
4: Well, there's a lot of people doing 15 Second hours gig. a week that are making more than me, so wouldn't you not worry I about what I, do? I bet there's not many. That's not a that's,
1: whole lot. That's gonna be a tough find. Uh, it
4: would be tough. Start naming them. Yeah, <laughs> oh, go ahead.
1: Who?
3: Uh oh. We're about to drag. <laughs> Who's gonna get hit? The beauty about this job is if you're off at 10, you could go work somewhere else from. 11 or noon till 5 or 6, Part, at least double your income and still be home by
1: 6.30. Part-time jobs are hard to find. Though, <laughs> they Dom. are not. Everyone's hiring.
3: Every, every store, dog, every you didn't restaurant, even let they're me, all hiring. You
1: didn't even let me finish before you went on your boomerang. Let me, let me reel Butter. you back in. <laughs> let me reel you back in. Like, when you get hired, you're, hi, you say, I want to work three days a week. You know, maybe one weekend shift, a Monday, mm-hmm. Wednesday. If you're a good employee, you're not staying on three days a week. They're slowly going to implement another shift, another four or five hours, maybe two weeks, and maybe working Saturday, Sunday. They will take advantage of you. So it'll start out as one thing, but no job will keep a consistent look on your application. Oh, and you need to only work three days, 15 hours a week. If, you, and if that's your stipulation, nobody's hiring a guy working less than part time, just looking to line their pockets. Like I, I'm, I'm telling you, part time jobs are hard because they turn into full time careers. If you are good and decent at your job. Well, heaven forbid you work full time. Well, I'm saying if you are, Doug, I'm not talking about (laughs) my or Iggy's situation. I'm saying if you want just 15, 20 extra hours a week, it's hard to have a job, keep that schedule consistently. Because they are so desperate for people, you can't just go. You can't can't tell them, no, I can't work that. You can't say, no, this is a mental health day for me. I already worked my other job. That does not mental health days. Whatever you want to use, they don't. They don't look at that as, oh, well, I forgot I did hire you for three days a week. That goes out the door after about month two.
2: The move is like just well, doing like some like DoorDash or Uber. Work and on I'm saying time. You know, Yeah, that's what you I do. There are plenty of
1: jobs available for part-time. I'm saying if you go to a restaurant or a fast food yeah. or retail, you're not sticking to that three days a week, twenty hour, you know three-day, 20-hours-a-week schedule that you want juggling your other job. You're just not going to well, be able to do that. I'm, and I realize – I'm not even looking at the text line. I know they're bashing me. There are so many jobs out there to find. I'm saying to keep a consistent part-time schedule, it's hard to find a business that will continuously do that. Well, can't you That's, go in that would be my before
3: – if these places are desperate to hire people, can't you go in and say, this is when I can work. I can't work any other times. Can't you negotiate that up They'll front? say
1: yes to get you in the door, Doug. But when somebody well, calls it, in or they need help, you can't just go, well, no, I can't. then you I move can't. on to the next place. Okay. I and I say every,
3: every time I go into a QT or, or something, it's hiring twenty dollars an hour. Geez, if you worked, if you know, if they're paying twenty dollars an hour and you got another six or seven, these places are
1: desperate to hire, Doug. They're going to give you anything you want in terms of days and hours a week. But once they have you, more than likely, you're not just going to get up and quit. Now you can, you have the option. So if they they give you another shift or give you an eight or nine hour shift. Instead of a four or five hour, that what you originally were quote unquote hired for, you can't. You have no defense as an employee going, well, you hired me for this, so I'm not doing that. You're going to be scolded, fired, or be treated like absolute dog duty the rest of the time you're there. So you either fall in line and well, work whatever they want. You're they're going going to say yes, of course. I, you only can work three days. I can a week. see that, that happening, fine. and
3: I'm sure that happens to many people. But if you're desperate for money. It seems like you pretty much gotta bear down and, and fight it the best you can. I mean, life's
1: tough. Wear a helmet. I'm not a, you gotta and,
3: you gotta get in there and battle it whatever it takes to take care of yourself and your family.
1: Hey Mardukas and all these dudes I'm not using <laughs> me as a, I'm, <laughs> not using, come from? <laughs> I'm not using me as a specific example. I'm just saying somebody who needs a second job. I've seen it second hand. You just I, I, I've had a second job before when I first started in radio. I know how the game goes. When you're a really good employee, they want you to work the busy night. They want you to work more than three days a week. And for you to go to your boss and say, well, you hired me for three days, so I'm not going to work this Friday. And you don't have a reasoning for it outside of the fact you're just not going to work it because of the amount of days. You're, they're, they're not just going to go, okay, you're right, Darren. I'll see you on Monday. That, that's not how these jobs work. It's, they're the good and the bad to that.
3: Well, I guess it just depends on how bad you want it. If you don't need the money that bad – then you can blow that off. But if you're desperate to make some money and to do whatever it takes to live the kind of life you want, sometimes you got to take jobs that aren't completely convenient. You just do what you have to do. I'm not using me as an example,
1: Beer so Shut the hell off! Hey, get your family wrangled in. Oh, get so, your family wrangled so in. Like, come you're... at me all you want. I'm just saying, in general, as society, this is not me as a specific example of why I I, I don't need a second job. So I'm not getting one. I'm saying. For people that do, I've done the second job in the past. Mm -hmm. I have firsthand experience of how it can go from being hired for one thing to being turned into a career, a full-time job. Working eight hours on Saturday, working eight hours on Sunday while juggling your full-time job during the week. They take advantage of good employees, and that's not a shot against the businesses. It's just how it happens. If you're desperate to hire people, you're going to say anything they want to hear to get them in the door. Again, this is not... This is not a personal thing for me, so shut the hell up. Oh. Like, I don't care. I, would, I, I don't would, need a job. I'm not applying for jobs. That, that that's not what I'm talking. about. I'm talking about people in general who need a second job. That's what they run into.
5: I have to say, one of my favorite developments of the second half of this year is the plowhog getting into the text inbox and mfing people without <laughs> reading their texts. <laughs> so the audience has no idea what these guys are saying, huh.
0: such as Mardukas and beer cats.
1: <laughs> I, I don't need to read the text. You know they're idiotic. You, well, I'll like give you kind of the so context. I can know
0: what you're saying, talking about.
1: I'm
3: just thinking. If with so many jobs out there that are, seem to be flexible, part-time type jobs, if if one of the employees a- abuses you in some way,
1: what? then move on to the next one. Well, I agree, but it's not—it's easy to say that, I mean, but if you need that secondary income, with like if you're getting a second job, you obviously need it quitting that job, not being able to use them as a reference – having even if you use them as a reference you have them on there for 3 months to me I've hired people I've done that you look at that that's a complete red flag so yes you can jump around from job to job but it might be tough getting hired at your second you know secondary job and again, let me reiterate for the eighth time. Oh, let me let me let me get in real close. Put your ears right no. next to the receiver here. Yeah. It is not me who I'm talking about. No, you dumbass. Uh, well, your situation it is isn't different me. I'm just I'm just generalizing. You're up
3: at four in the morning to do this. You're not really in position to take a restaurant not job that looking. works till ten or eleven at night.
1: Correct. Yeah, so, like, this isn't me.
3: My point was if I got here at 7 and worked till 10 and I was desperate for money and had enough money to last for another four days, I would think about getting another job. That really seemed personal. No, you're not me, so. (laughs) (laughs) I would feel desperate to get another job. My ass would be at QT tomorrow.
4: (laughs) Me and Pauze had a second job for about eight months. Pepper and Genie didn't work out. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was a good part-time gig I'll mm. tell you If you're working for one That's tried to it.
4: make some
3: money off it We didn't
7: <coughs>
3: Gave it
4: a
1: shot uh, Okay
3: <laughs> Well, the, good, the, the better thing about working, too Is when you're working You're not spending You know, when you're off all day I find myself doing that now On days that I'm off I'm, always, I'm out there spending money Doing something else Instead of working, working And making money I'm spending,
1: and spending yeah. it I feel like that, too
4: Well, you have the money to spend because I, don't That's have money I, I spend, work two so I don't jobs, I sit around all day spending money. Chunk
1: of my life. See, look at Ghost Gerbil text. There we go. <laughs> what <are you> <laughs> the Ghost Gerbil.
4: <laughs> I'm not trying to compare you to me. I know you had a TV job as well.
1: Yeah, I forgot. Doug, that had to have been a grind.
3: Well, I got a lot of times. I got home at eleven, eleven fifteen at night, and I was back here at six thirty in the morning. I didn't want to do that. You got exposure though, and that doesn't show up on a tax you know. return.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: But you also had a wife and three kids, and house, and college debts. I don't have any of that. You
1: yeah. know. Ah yes.
3: Well, but you gotta you gotta plug away. If you're gonna be comfortable in your old age, you gotta you gotta <laughs> hit it hard. Too late for that. <laughs> well, so you're gonna give up now? It's not too late. You're as young as hey, you're ever gonna be right now.
1: Me give it up?
3: Iggy hey, hey. Doug's preaching, man. You gotta you're gonna live another twenty years. I agree. You don't wanna work till when you're eighty five years old, do you? Probably gonna have to. But you could do something about it right now.
4: Yeah, I can go find a rich woman. Well let's take care of me.
3: That 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 might be the best way to go at this yeah. point. <laughs> If only someone would have made the effort to try
5: and monetize that quote-unquote podcast. Unfortunately, Senor Cielos wasn't going to watch itself. That's from KG in <laughs> O-Town, former salesperson, for Pepper and
4: Genie. I, I can't even answer the dumbass anymore. No. It's just so stupid. So
3: just, what's the plan to first meet first the wealthy I'm not wealthy a salesperson wife.
4: here. I don't sell it. And you, you're the one that kind of—I got five sponsors. <laughs> yeah. Where were they at? It's Ned Reynolds, you know, salesperson. Where were your five sponsors you lined up? You just lie about everything. Oh, I will say, I me and Iggy were ready to quit.
1: get paid, so we're, we're waiting for them. Well, could you bring it back? There's yes. Look, no, it's not the
4: salespeople. It, like, they <laughs> try to sell it if nobody promo, wants it. it what are they, they the going to do? What if you were to try to nobody's sell it? heard of Iggy and plowsy and Pepper and Genie? Maybe you could thing to sell. It.
3: sell go together and. and
4: I'm not a fun? salesman. Oh. You say that all the time. Why don't you go sell it? I'm not a salesman.
1: Well, sometimes you got to more than one We're doing
4: a podcast now. Would you like to? No. Okay. Thank you. Bye.
1: I think it'd be funny bit to like video whether we call a business or actually go meet with the business. And like, talk to them about Pepper and Genie. Give us a little background about myself and Iggy's story, mm-hmm. what the show is about. Maybe even play like 30 seconds of a previous and see what that reaction would be. You think we'd sell anything?
7: Uh,
5: content, we didn't happen. Reality content. Uh, Mr. Lix has been activated. Uh, he says, I can confirm KGNO Town had sponsors for Pepper and Genie.
3: How can he confirm?
4: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'd be curious yeah. who they were and why weren't... Well, Licks has never met them. They never met each other. They just want to grab each other's weens and,
3: hey... They, grab,
4: oh. they use their hands on it? A, there. Is that a Dutch rudder? Oh. 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 Uh, if he had sponsors, they would have been on the show.
3: So uh, what are you going to do to meet this wealthy woman that's going to take care of you? What's the plan for that? I have no plan. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a plan somewhere.
4: Maybe i run into her one day. Maybe she... See her at the store or something. I just I hold the door open for her and I get to my car and she goes, nobody's ever done that for me and I'm very wealthy. Here's a check for four million dollars. There yeah. you
3: go. It happens all the time. <laughs>
4: well, I could you the, get
3: on an older person dating site? Maybe I hold and the door open for
4: everybody. Way. Maybe there's to be an old lady. I,
3: That's not gonna work. I'm Schnucks talking real solutions. Real, real <laughs> you never solutions. Never know. It could
4: happen. Schnooks last week. Happen.
3: Lady. I'll oh lady, hold the door. Here's four million dollars. It's not going to happen. You Older,
4: to woman. Older woman took her cart to the her car and got her groceries in there, and she was going to have to walk into the thing. I said, "Let me take that for you."
1: Well, thank you. If you're looking for Here's money, four though, million. You gotta, you it could have happened. No,
3: it's not ever going to happen.
1: you ain't going to find that schnooks. I love schnooks, but Deerberg's or straws is where you're going to find that old soul. Who carries four money. million with him? Well, he's not going to have a briefcase, but maybe Iggy Try could have him show the the balance on an app. Write a check.
5: Uh, now that uh, Warris Woods Wacko has received his, uh, revealed his balance sheet, Mr. Licks, uh, sounds like he's ready to re- reveal his, Doug. This is the holiday treat that everybody kind of wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Mr. Licks says, I'm just tuning in, and it sounds like we just got Wacko's balance sheet number one. I would like to see his company's financials to verify the $5 million because that seems like a lot for a rental car location in South County. Oh. <laughs> hey, you're doing serious business. Already s- he already said million. he owns
4: a restaurant.
5: Number two, there should be a liability listed for being a member of a country club down by the railroad tracks.
4: (laughs) Well, you don't belong to any country clubs, and we don't know what you do because nobody's ever met you. At least we've met Warson Woods We know he's real.
3: Old Warson have a railroad track run through it? I don't believe so. Well, there's one by the golf course. By Old Worson? Old Worson,
4: really? Oh, I thought you meant Algonquin, where he belongs.
5: Uh, at number three, four-figure liquidity. Yeah, that does track. That is from Mr. Lick. So that sounds like mm-hmm. they're just trying to get a, a verification on the $5 million. So yes. he, he thinks there should be a liability listed for a country club on railroad tracks. Uh, hey, I need to tell the people about James Carlton. He's by railroad tracks because he's in Webster Grove. There's railroad tracks everywhere. Webster Grove, downtown Webster Grove.
3: Westboro has one, doesn't it? That does, yeah. indeed.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Been in it. So I think good. it's kind of <laughs> Oh, nice on the 600-yard par five, the tr- 500, where the hell it is? Glen Echo. Uh, Glen Echo has mm-hmm. MetroLink shooting on bide. Yeah. That's character. I feel like there's a course in the British Pe- Open Pe- rotation that has. Uh,
3: Peevely Farms has a railroad. I'm a player. big Peevely Farms. We
5: had one during our boxing match. That's correct. Uh, James Carlton, 3149-614-800. Go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and arm, call James Carlton State Farm. He's my insurance agent. He's the Plowhawks insurance agent. I recommend him become yours as well. Big Missouri supporter in the NIL as well. That's James Carlton, friend of the radio program. Jackson, if you could, tell me about your hair.
2: Making a comeback, baby. Feeling better every single day, getting compliments on it, letting it ride. Uh, The biggest issue I felt was my crown was thinning. But since I've started taking the finasteride on the consultation from our friends over at St. Louis Hair Restoration, I've seen that. A big improvement there on top of the laser cap that I wear every evening. Super easy to do. And it's all because I got a consultation from St. Louis Hair Restoration. And now Doug, the new uh, Grandpa in Charge. Grandpa is, in Charge, is, they is call him. He's looking outstanding. He might be a grandfather, but he's got that new dad hair.
3: Just look at these wisps. Look at these tufts. Wispy mm. McTufterson. Now, you're not going to ever be able to look exactly like the great man. But you can you can come close if you go to St. Louis Hair Restoration. They'll they'll work on it. If you've got a, a bad spot on your hair somewhere, don't just sit there and stew about it for the next 15 years. I mean, you only live once. Do something about it. Do ahead. If, if it makes you uncomfortable in some way, or you know you don't ever feel like you have you look your best or the way you want to look, do something about it. We've got a great resource right here in St. Louis, Dr. Polenga and the founder of the company, Greg Kryling. Both great guys. Both patients of their own products, so you know that it works. They're at St. Louis Hair Restoration. I'll give you the phone number. I don't know if we've given that out lately. 314-384-2474. A lot of fours there. 314-384-2474. You call them, talk about it, tell them what you got going. They have all kinds of solutions. For me, it was the FUE procedure where they actually uh, extract... Hair follicles from one part of your head and move it to the to the front, which is, would worked for me. I'm about six months out, and they said it would be about a year before you see the total finished product. And if you go to their website, com, look at some of their before and after pictures. You will be blown away at the difference that it makes for some people. So do yourself a favor, at least look into it and uh, and see what they can do for you. Because uh, Jackson and I both like. The results we're getting, I'm sure you will too.
5: Uh, Toys for Tots, an annual toy drive put on by the Marine Corps to help give deserving children the magical experience of Christmas that they otherwise would not get, and they are conducting that drive at Longo Biggs. Toys can either be dropped off or shipped to their office at 3828 South Lindbergh Boulevard, Suite 116, St. Louis, Missouri, 63127. If you are injured in a car accident and you need an attorney, you need the best one you can find. If any of my family or friends are ever injured in an accident, I want them to call Doug Biggs and C.D. Longo at Longo Biggs injury law in a personal injury case there can be a substantial amount of money on the line and these guys know how to get every last dollar possible they're smart they're tough and they're aggressive they routinely get high dollar settlements 100,000 hundred thousand five hundred thousand a million dollar settlements you name it they've gotten it while fighting for their clients go to longobigs.com L-O-N-G-O-B-I-G-G-S.com. remember the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. Jeremy Rutherford is going to join us Doug uh talk about last night's magic that was the Blues and Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh he's presented to you by Mark Hanna. Jackson, should we do that now?
2: Yeah, it's a good call. We can do I can call JR right now. We can right. bring Mark Hanna to the studio.
5: Mark Hanna is here. All right. He's yeah. he For for holiday Yuletide spirits.
2: Yeah. eggs. Hey, if you could grab them real quick. Uh, so I can call JR.
5: He's on his way out there, Jackson. Beautiful. Send your emails in. Design air, heating, and cooling email today coming your way. Oh, in about 33 minutes. Then Jackson and I will go down the hallway. We'll we'll deal with it for a a little Mm -hmm. bit. Uh, It's an hour. And they weren't happy yesterday when Jackson and I said we thought the best St. Louis sports moment of the year was Harrison uh, Meavis' 61-yard field goal.
3: How would you argue with that? Well,
5: um, soccer fans thought it was the opener for... City. Oh,
3: Jesus. Well, that's kind of different. Ugh. The opener, as opposed to that one big play.
5: Yeah, it depends on if your view is the. And then I said I thought Cody Schrader was the St. Louis sports person. Mark Hanna joins. Look at his toughs
3: Oh, hi Maggie. <laughs> the great Maggie's here. Yeah. Oh. Seen Hello, you Maggie. your marriage. <laughs> Four or five different Hall of Fames now. Six. Seven. Seven, Seven Hall of Fames. Of fame. Gosh, there's another one every week. <laughs> right. Oh.
5: Yeah, you don't want to be on the camera on this operation.
3: <laughs>
5: it's Maggie. She's not Maggie Tozlowski anymore, does she? No,
3: you? what is it now? the last name.
1: Coles. Yeah, Maggie Cold. Cole
5: Jr. Mary Darnell. Oh, I'll be darned. Okay. Darnell yeah. Jr. was the
1: ring bearer. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Mark, hello. Good morning. Uh, yeah, they weren't happy that uh, Jackson and I said Cody Schrader was the St. Louis sports person of the year. They said it should have been Roman Burkey.
3: Well, I guess it kind of depends on what sport
5: you're And the, the level, worst sports moment of the year was uh, the doggies getting swept by Sporting KC.
0: I agree with the latter, but Cody Schrader was the sports person of the year. It's a slam dunk. Mazzu does on not if you... have that season without what he did. Completely unexpected. In There's particular, November. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a slam yeah, dunk, and I that's understand. no slight against Berkey. Right. It's no slight against anybody else.
5: I think, and so it was became like you guys hate soccer, you hate St. Louis, but it,
0: <laughs> which, like I said,
5: fine. But own it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but had let's say the dogs got into the third game in the best of three against sporting KC and it's a one, one game in extra time in the 93rd minute Mm -hmm. and Klaus scores a goal to send them to the next round. That's different than just like the opener. You know what I mean? Right. And also, even though some don't view St. Louis in Columbia and Champaign being in the same, you know, ecosystem of sport Mm -hmm. for the purpose of the conversation we always say it extends as far west as columbia as far east as champaign college football is more popular than mls that's not set as a shot at mls i'm a soccer fan i'm thrilled to see the success that they've had but i also have an obligation to just call it how i see it and it's not necessarily as jackson said subjective this is objective college football is a hell of a lot more popular than mm. the mls at this moment
3: you couldn't watch the mevis kick without coming right up out of your couch mm. or your chair. and i couldn't with my vertigo issues
5: no that's right that's uh, but to most people
3: you couldn't watch you couldn't watch that without screaming and cheering and jumping up and down I don't you know. know
5: what was voted as the worst
3: sports moment uh, Ruby Fired?
5: That's correct. Oh, we really? could go today. That's yeah, right. And Jeremy Rutherford uh, joins Yeah, I do too. Jeremy yeah. Rutherford joins us right now. He's presented by this gentleman right now, Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies. online at evergreenstl.com. The number 314-889-0503. Morning, Jar.
6: Morning, morning. I think Michael Hanzus got jobbed on that best athlete. Wow, mm. Doug. You like yeah. Bartechko. Number
3: 26. Martin Hanzus. Is, is he still playing? He's not still playing. Michael. He can't still be playing, is he? I sure hope not. Yeah, he'd be
0: f- mid-40s, late-40s. I believe he played for something like 22 NHL teams. <laughs> 22. <laughs> yeah, the Edwin R- Jackson of the yeah. uh, NHL. Well,
5: it was a Jim Dandy last night in Tampa. Hmm?
6: That's, uh, that's a word that I maybe should put in my computer and use for uh, future mm-hmm. reference. Jim Dandy. You should, yeah. Wing dinger.
0: Yeah. Game like that, sometimes that's all you put and move on. Yeah, Jim Dandy, we move on.
6: You know, it's one of those where uh, last night I had a lot of work to do. I have a couple feature stories that I'm trying to crank out before Christmas. And, you know, if you're going to watch the game, you, you got to pay attention to it every play. You know, if you're tweet following it, uh, you got to be on top of it. Because if you make a mistake, people will jump you. Well, I couldn't do that last night because of those other assignments I'm working on. And once it got to about 3 nothing, I felt pretty good about my decision not to, uh, to follow that one.
0: What's old is new again. They got the bounce after the new coach and then right back to where it was before. It's uh, it, it's kind of a reminder to me that this was never about Baruby. This is strictly about the players and what they're about. Are, do you, are you seeing something different from your angle?
6: Yeah, Mark. No, I agree with you. And that's why I took the hard stance that I did when uh, they made the coaching change. Yeah, you did, man. More of a you did. Roster issue than a, uh, than a coaching issue. And that's not to say that you know, there weren't things that had grown stale with Craig Bruby or, uh, you know, not everybody was on board or some areas didn't need some improvement. Of course they did. But to me, it's a little bit of the chicken or the egg. You know, what kind of roster do you have that Craig Bruby has to work with to produce the results that you're looking for? So, you know, it's it's been fun to watch the Blues play well under Drew Bannister for the first two games. And I think we've seen some improvement in some areas, but you know, how much of it is getting that jolt from a new coach. So last night I think we saw what uh, we saw with the Craig Berube teams.
3: Is the Jordan Cairo issue behind us now? Is that is that forgotten? Has everyone moved on from that?
6: Yeah, I sure hope so. I talked to Tim about that uh, earlier this week on uh, 101, and uh, I think that uh, as long as he plays well, gives an honest effort, you know these fans are going to be behind him. They showed it the other night, and obviously after his emotional postgame a uh, little press conference. Uh, it seemed like they kind of took that to heart. Lots of signs the other night. We love Cairo. Um, so I feel like he probably realized what he said was the wrong thing. And I feel like St. Louis took him to task on it as uh, St. Louis you know, has done over the years in terms of keeping everybody honest. And and then when he showed them uh, how, how he felt otherwise and expanded on his comments and then played as well as he did the other night, he kind of changed the, the storyline. So that was uh, a Crazy 24, 36 hours.
5: Drew Bannister in a uh, unique spot. He is an interim coach, and as we've made reference to before. JR, we've seen the Oilers, after their slow start, get a bounce with the new coach, went on a big streak. Same thing with uh, Minnesota after firing Dean Evason. Blues certainly hoping to see if that tracks with Drew Bannister. And here he is in his third game, and he benches Pavel Buchnevich for the final 13 minutes last night in what was certainly a rough one uh, without a lot of uh, pushback from the Blues against Tampa Bay. What do you think about him making that statement in his third game?
6: Well, this is what he has to do. Like when the general manager comes out in his press conference and says the two things that I've told Drew Bannister that I want to see, Tim, are accountability and compete. You know, if Drew Bannister wants any shot at this job, that's what Doug Armstrong's going to have to see. And to Drew Bannister's credit, I don't think he's coming in and this is some sort of fake thing. Okay, here's what the GM wants. This is something I talked to most of the 11 guys who played for him in Springfield, played for him in the minors, and they said that's number one with him is – is accountability. Mm. So what do we see last night? Three hooking penalties by Pavel Buchnevich. You know, he finds the bench for the last 12 or 13 minutes. And gosh, if you're going to bench anybody um, that's going to catch everybody's attention, it certainly is Pavel Buchnevich, who's uh, one of the Blues' best players and one of their hardest workers. So we'll see what comes of it. But I'm sure it had to be an eye-opener in that locker room.
0: Recalls Mike Keenan benching Dale Howarchuk in his hometown, Chicago.
3: Well, Keenan would have done that just to be (laughs) mean-spirited. I think he, he cackled
6: with laughter. <laughs> Evil Sounds
0: about devious right. well, and laughter.
6: I, Mark, I think that goes one step further with Howard Chuck. I think that Howard Chuck's grandma was gonna be in the crowd that night. I don't know, Tim, if you got the great memory, um, and was gonna see him play for the first time and, and then uh, Keenan scratched him. So he didn't wow. get to play well that would be just grandma. malicious.
5: Yeah. That's all that would be. It's a mean as a harnet, Doug.
3: Keenan was just such a such a mean-spirited guy. He just really was for no real reason at all. He'd had success in the league. A god a, in New York. He had a good team here. I, I don't know what what happened to him. I mean, here we are still talking about yeah.
0: him. He's been gone for yeah. a quarter century. <laughs> Did he carry a lot, around a lot of hair wax? He definitely had that stuff black.
6: <laughs> <in the last laughs> <history. laughs> a lot of grease. Yeah. No, I, I, could have, uh, I could have ended the Mike Keenan era and had a statue in St. Louis. There was one time he was walking in front of my car and I could have just hit the gas there and <laughs> ended the thing, but uh, it I decided decided not to and you know, what happened happened. Think we're gonna have a hell of
5: an atmosphere on Saturday night, uh right the before Christmas, Connor Bedard, Blackhawks, little pony in town. What do you think? You think that building will be fired up?
6: Yeah, for sure. And Tim, you know, I what am I a little bit older than you I think, but you remember those days? Those are the oh best, my god, right? yeah, the, man. Time, they really were Blackhawks games, all the uh all the sorority sisters are back home from Mizzou, right? For yeah, those tripping, couple weeks tripping. during sun, dress. and, uh, yeah, sun
7: dresses in December.
6: <laughs> <laughs> it was great, and you know, I don't. Obviously, the rivalry is, I guess, still there, but nothing like I remember, you know, '90s. But uh, it, it should be good. Yeah, Bedard has introduced a whole new element to this rivalry, and he's off to a phenomenal start. So the you know, last game before Christmas, Saturday night, should be a good crowd. And uh, Blue's trying to bounce back after they come home from Florida yeah. after tomorrow's game.
5: There it is. Jeremy Rutherford, I know you have a hard out. Who knows what this guy's up to with this hard out, but uh, you got to respect yeah. the hard out. He's riding time. like the tickets. No, yeah. yeah.
7: yeah.
6: Here it's in a few minutes, i going to interview Dave Peacock for a story I've got uh, coming up. But I did want to say before I jump out here, thanks, guys, um, that back in my post-dispatch days, I covered one Maggie in her basketball career. Did you oh, really? Full circle. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, her and her sister at Incarnate Word, and uh, this was before she went on to the eight Hall of Fame. That's correct. Right. She's oh. up to 8
3: now. She just got another one. Yeah. She was quite the star <laughs> player, huh?
6: Oh, really good, yeah. And Incarnate, they had quite the team. Anytime the Postal Spence said you're head- heading out to uh, Incarnate, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It's like a factory out there. So um, I don't know if they were moving girls around to move in the district or what, but <laughs> they had a pretty good team.
5: Yeah, right across from uh, where Cletus will urinate on the foliage. Normally Golf Course. Number is that sixteen or seventeen, Doug?
3: I don't know the course numbers.
5: Seventeen.
6: Yeah. I and I guess right. it was a private school, so you can come from anywhere. But uh, sure. they had quite the talent. Well, she's one of the great people. Hey, Amen. Love working. Yeah. With her. Big fan. Yep. uh Art, that's uh,
5: wonderful to hear from you as always. I've appreciated your transparency on the uh, the Cairo thing, which I'm sure was a stressful series of days, and uh, always enjoy our conversations, no matter whether it's on uh, 101 or here on TMA. So thank you so much, and season's greetings to you and yours.
6: Yep, you guys too. Thanks, Mark, uh, and, and the whole gang here. Uh, Merry Christmas, and we'll talk Christmas, to you next brother. week. There Dad, is. Thanks, uh, Rutherford. That's the great
5: mm-hmm. Jeremy Rutherford with us here, uh, brought to you by this gentleman here, Mark Hannon. He's got wonderful hair. It seems like it's mm-hmm. getting thicker by the day.
3: You're really? What do you do to it? I you got a short
5: the other day.
0: Yeah, You got it shorn. It's just like just got it shorn. Like off, you
3: can get a cut and still have yeah, this thick pompadour. I got a haircut head. this yeah. morning, too. Yeah.
0: I, I so admire J.R. how he responded to, as a professional, to what happened after he tweeted.
7: Yeah.
0: He owned it. I disagree that that's what caused it. I think that the real root cause of the vitriol against Cairo is everything that happened up to it. Barubi was our guy, and here's Cairo. He made these comments. The comments were reflective of how he was approaching the situation. It wasn't the comments that did it, the comments reflected what was going on underneath his lack of preparation, lack of maturity. Sure, he had great seasons. He was putting up points, but it's not enough to be when you're, what is it, an $8 million player. It's not enough to be 95%. You've got to be 100%, and people could see that in his play. I love the fact that he responded better the last two games. Maybe this is the whole point of this whole thing, but Drew Bannister has got a real challenge. Imagine following up a legendary coach. That's where he is right yeah, now. That's it's a big challenge. So I
3: think a lot of the fans were looking for someone to blame and Cairo was
0: convenient. I think the fans already knew. Mm-hmm. I think the oh, fans I, would have been booed. I agree with that part. I don't
5: think he way. gets booed like that without the quote. Could do, be. do you think he would have gotten booed like that without the quote? Really? I think he might have. Really?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I shall
5: respectfully disagree. I, but yet envy, maybe I'm envious of your hair. I don't know. Yeah. But I think that's You let a lot of things go when
3: a guy has a hair right, hair like this. Right, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah. It's like politicians, you know. It's tough to be a politician, bald politician when yeah. look at this, look at that. Can we look, gotta, at, this. Oh, yeah. look at this, look at that. Isn't that I, the I, greatest yeah, drop in show history? Is.
0: Mm-hmm. God, I love that drop. Let's let's do a, a one time <laughs> award for that greatest drop in show history. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling yeah, you. Here, All right, then. just find it, Plowsy.
1: You like that one, <laughs> don't you, Mark?
0: God, I can't yeah. get enough of it. Uh, can you send that to my phone? That's going to be my new ringtone. <laughs> send me your, uh, as long as I have your email. Anytime you get it. a call, mm-hmm. uh, new client on the line.
5: and look at and this, and that's look that. I sent uh, it
1: to a listener yesterday, and he's using it as his ringtone. It is wonderful. Very oh, really? God,
5: it's so good. Uh, 314-889-0503. Make that phone ring, and then you will hear that <laughs> from uh, Mark Hanna's phone. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies. But Merry Christmas to you and yours, fine sir. Great to see you as always.
0: Have a festive winter holiday. Thank you. Right, <laughs> Thank you, Look at this, look
7: at that. <laughs> Thanks, guys.
5: There he is, the great Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies here uh, with a uh, presenting sponsor of Jeremy Rutherford every Wednesday. On TMA coming up in, oh, Doug, I would say 19, 20 minutes. Hell, I don't know.
3: No, I don't know either.
5: Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day. Seth Goldcamp sponsor of Design Air Heating and Cooling's email of the day. Doug is a client. I am a client. Say, friends, why don't you become a client? They came out to Iggy's place uh, to save the day there as well. It's uh, Design Air. You run into a problem with your furnace. Design Air Heating and Cooling says this. You can email me, and it's fine. And some clients are like, yeah, th- th- that helps. I appreciate it. With Design Air, Seth's like, listen, here's the deal. If it's urgent, emailing is not going to get it done quicker than going to designairservice.com because there's 24-hour service there, and, don't, and they're going to have somebody out there quick, fast, in a hurry. Whereas if he's sleeping in the middle of night, he can get a No. So go to designairservice.com. That's where you go. Click on the book now tab, and you're like, oh, maybe they're going to upsell me. No, 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 Seth's great-grandfather. His grandfather's his father. They all built Design Air Heating and Cooling. He carries on that legacy, and the last thing he's going to do is besmirch it. You like that term, besmirch it? I don't it? mind it,
3: yeah. Yep. It's kind of nice. It's
5: starting to upsell. It's not going to happen. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling. Go online at designairservice.com, the official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McCurney Show podcast. New QFTA up. Jackson, what was yesterday's so-called?
1: Jackson! Uh, yeah. Oh, my bad. Jackson. I thought we were going to Br- No, you got it. I got it.
2: Can I say the title? I don't know. Doug, can you what's the FCC's rules?
5: I don't remember what that's something well, with a hand job, didn't it? If yeah, nasty. Katie Cut kinda
2: of bastardized the rules uh on our last oh, call. Made her wrong. So uh the the title is uh, a pro hand job podcast. Oh. oh. Yep. And so I'm I wanted mean, to take a stance at the end of the year.
3: Is it possible I... somebody had a problem with his hand and a doctor did the some work on it. A doctor did the hand job.
2: Well Cut that off. I had a grammatical quandary, real quagmire, because I, I hyphenated pro and hand job, which I think is correct.
5: Because oh, is that right? I'm
2: saying we are pro, like we are for right. hand jobs. I didn't want us to come off as we are professionals at giving them. Ah, you know what I'm saying?
3: True.
2: The key ah. the grammar can be the key, man.
3: Who needs to get the education for that? So I, uh, well, being the problem that I, is. uh,
2: consulted with Good Morning Grant on that one. <laughs> good Morning Grant? Yeah, and he went to Hofstra, so, you know, I. Is Hofstra known oh, for its grammar? Yeah, oh, right it's a good Long school. Island. Yeah, a good school, so I, uh, I, I yielded to there. him.
4: What's that I think Balser went there. Hofstra. Howard yeah, yeah, Balser. Nice little t- well, I got Walker kicked out there. of there
3: once. Yeah, I kicked out of Hofstra? Yeah, yeah. We were there, uh, covering the Dolphins and the Jets were about to play a playoff game, so they sent us up there to. Cover a Jets practice. That's back when the local media had some money to spend. <laughs> and, we, and we tried to shoot a little bit of practice, and the police came from all over everywhere. Oh, no way. Us out. You know, they were not happy with that. <clears> the <throat> we um, guys were doing things like stretching and jogging, and you can't possibly have anybody shoot that. It'll give away the game plan. Bizarre. That's what I remember about Hofstra.
5: Like when Rob Fisher asked Mike Martz about Trump Candidate Marshall Falk being in the backfield together uh-huh. during practice. Oh, yeah. I think that was Greg Marison, or...
3: I
4: think it was John Marisac. No, it was, no, it was, it was Ralph Rob Fisher. Fisher all the way. It? And then Jack Snow gave him the nickname Dr. Football after that. Well, that's right. Marisek said <laughs> something about uh, Kurt Warner's wife on the air, and she called in. That's it. That's what that no, was. No, that was that. I, I was listening live that day. They were
5: talking about, God, I can't recall what it was, about Kurt sitting out or something like that. And Brenda called in when John was filling in for Frank Cusumano, and Burwell was his co-host. And Brenda called in just like... Air out Mike Marts and what really happened on the air. I remember driving along, listening to that, going, "Oh my God!" We were, I'm listening to a, the national lead story <laughs> yeah, on Sports it Center that. on KFNS like 20 minutes after I'd gotten off the air. It was unbelievable.
7: Uh-huh.
5: Yeah, I mean, the beginning of the end was Adam Vinatieri's kick, but the things that led to the eventual end—holy crap! 30 for 30, waiting to happen. All right, we got a break and close up. the call end call number,
4: real okay. Oh, we got we got a friend of the feather calling in. Somebody wants to call in. Yeah, who we got? She she just wants to call in and say hi.
3: Well, be turned. What's, What's his name? Lars is, is, is the type of show we're going it no, it's Fall a girl. Six
4: three six. Nine zero zero. Oh, wait, it is six three six. Four TMA. Four TMA. Six three six or not? <laughs> it is six three six.
1: Almost wrapping up our second year. Nine now. zero zero. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> Four TMA. That's right.
1: It used to be Cubs talk. It was Cubs talk. I think on the old segments, it still, I still says <laughs> Cub talk in there. It's funny.
5: Uh, designer heating and cooling email today, and another lady calling in. Oh, keeps
2: exciting. exciting. <laughs> yeah. And then
5: Jackson and I. Jackson, what's coming up on balloon party?
2: Uh, so, Sequinville Hall and Keenan canceled. Uh, so instead, we'll have the little piddle swan song. Oh, um, you retiring? Well, no. This is the swan song for the year. Oh. Okay.
5: Okay. Yeah, but you're Year gonna be on right? tomorrow with Josh Ennis.
2: Yeah, but like the, the the standard, iteration of balloon party. It's our swan song.
4: You get a different show, different show with Ennis or same stuff?
2: I have no idea, honestly.
4: Like Thursday thoroughfare.
2: <laughs> I'm just really the button jockey in that uh, situation. <laughs> like that no, term, no, no. <laughs> don't say button jockey. <laughs> That's basically all I'm doing. Is someone calling? All right, someone's calling. Are bringing the code uh, uh, <laughs> Yes.
3: Yeah, well, we're right. We're gonna take a break right yeah, now. We're well, break.
4: She, she can hold. Okay. <laughs> Who is this person? She'll tell you.
2: <laughs> is it Gaga?
4: Yeah. <laughs> elevators broke again. What? The elevators oh, not kidding. working. Uh, I think it's maintenance. Uh, yeah, Jody said that uh, she just
5: she got she was, had been in a, like a she had Achilles surgery, right? And yeah, oh, yeah. Right? She, she just she got rid of the, the uh, cart,
4: and now she had to come up the stairs. Because yeah, that's of the terrible. Well, it's, it's it's the monthly breakdown.
1: Well, you know what happens. That's why I never use it. I don't want to be in the monthly breakdown when it breaks down and I'm in it.
4: It's also like 12 stairs. It is.
1: Well, <laughs>
4: steps. More if you're down in the lower level.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs>
5: oh, we got a break, Doug. We have to. Uh, we got a big phone call coming up, and we have this design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day. This is TMA presented to you by Brown and Crouppen from the Michelob Ultra Studios.